Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 45 is entitled, Nothing in Excess. Two phrases carved on the forefront of the temple at Delphi were, Know thyself, and nothing in excess. Those two phrases should be carved on the forefront of our own capital in Washington. Know thyself, though its meaning could be explored ad infinitum, should also include the Christian definition of man. In Peter's words, quote, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Unquote. How can we know ourselves if we are unaware that we are children of God, that we have a divine nature, that we are all created equal in the eyes of God, and that God is no respecter of persons? It is the foundation of our democratic republic. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. For a further explanation, let me refer you to our podcast number 40, Partakers of the Divine Nature. In this podcast, we shall address the second quote, nothing in excess, often called the golden mean as it relates to freedom. I define freedom as the ability to make choices provided by temporal laws discovered through the inductive and deductive process, and the ability to make choices provided by spiritual law revealed through our apostles and prophets, and included in the Holy Scriptures. It is an abundance of truth, not an excess of freedom, that makes us free. Knowledge is the key to freedom. Knowledge of temporal law gives us temporal freedom. Knowledge of spiritual law gives us spiritual freedom. If we follow the golden mean, we will balance temporal law with spiritual law. On the one hand, we do not give ourselves entirely to the natural man. On the other hand, we avoid religious fanaticism. Temporal law caters to the natural man. Spiritual law caters to the spiritual man. Those who serve only the physical body feed the natural man, which leads to body worship, a kind of hedonism. Those who serve only the spiritual man separate themselves from the realities of this life and become a kind of hermit, tending toward religious fanaticism. Excesses on either side cause us to turn inward, thus preventing us from fulfilling the royal law, love the Lord and love our neighbor as ourselves. True freedom comes by a perfect balance between temporal law and spiritual law. The Lord has given us a brain through which we may learn temporal laws through inductive and deductive reasoning. It is called science and the scientific method. The Lord has given us the Holy Ghost that we may discern spiritual things. He has given us the Holy Scriptures that contain the words of His apostles and prophets with the intention that we will balance our life. We use the Holy Scriptures as a filter to set boundaries upon our physical behavior. The Ten Commandments, called by James the Law of Liberty, says, Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. Those are all traits of the natural man. The seven deadly sins refer to those who follow only the natural man. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. The seven deadly sins are offset by the seven heavenly virtues, chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. The Greeks gave us what is called the four cardinal virtues, prudence, 
justice, temperance, and courage. The Christians gave us the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. By your definition of freedom, if we want to increase in freedom, we must increase in knowledge of temporal and spiritual law and balance our lives accordingly. Those who attack Christianity often refer to the Ten Commandments as restrictive and depict God as a dictator. That is the single greatest error critics make. A true study of law will reveal the following. All laws of God are given to expand our freedom and agency. All laws of man are given to restrict our behavior. Man-made law is dedicated to defining what you cannot do. As man-made laws increase, freedom decreases. A democratic republic seeks to expand man's liberty. That is why it is based on collective morality. A totalitarian government seeks to restrict man's freedom and put all decisions in the hands of a few. A democratic republic is the golden mean between libertarianism and totalitarianism. Christ died that he might forgive our sins. We put people in prison who violate our laws. Someone said there are 10,000 laws created by man just to keep us from breaking the Ten Commandments. I do not know who to give credit, but I once read that a wind can blow a law into a court, but a team of horses cannot pull it out again. To be truly free, we must obey all the laws of God, both spiritual and temporal. The purpose of the laws of God is to establish boundaries on our behavior in order to maximize our freedom. Imagine the freedom we would have if people strictly obeyed the last five of the Ten Commandments. The great danger of too many choices is the howling distraction away from that which matters. We prefer the roaring of the lion over the still small voice of the Holy Ghost. Some choices, of course, are neutral. Some unfortunate victims drown in the irrelevancies of life. Some stew over meaningless decisions. In T.S. Eliot's The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock, Prufrock, who measures out his life in coffee spoons, ponders the irrelevant question, Shall I eat a peach? He said, There will be time, there will be time, a time yet for a hundred indecisions, and for a hundred visions and revisions before the taking of a toast and tea. There is danger in being overcome by the irrelevancies of this world. Emerson said, at times, the whole world seems to be in conspiracy to importune you with emphatic trifles. Nothing in life is worthier of fighting for than freedom. At the same time, nothing in life is worthier of being looked at with an eye of suspicion than freedom. On the one hand, we justifiably honor those who died for the cause of freedom, building monuments to their name. On the other hand, the earth is strewn with the corpses of those who died from a surfeit of freedom. We cannot blindly follow every voice that loudly shouts for freedom. We must have standards of judgment based on the wisdom of God. There is no tyranny greater than an excess of freedom. The primary purpose of the laws of God is to set us free. It was Christ who said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Once we grasp that principle, then we not only begin to understand purpose, we begin to understand law. We begin to understand intelligent design, and ultimately, we begin to understand God. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity 
is available at RonaldMesser.com.